What's up, everybody? This is Daniel, and today we are going to talk about redefining unity. And redefine is not, let's look at the definition and talk about it again, but what what was it originally defined as? How does the how does scripture define unity? Because over time and over thousands of years, a couple thousand years, and if you look in our culture today, unity, nobody knows what it is. But the scripture defines it. And there's a way that that it was taught that we are to be united. And so we're going to check that out today. First, I want to look at Psalms 133 verses 1 through 3. And it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down the edges of his garments. And so what we look at in Psalms is the Old Testament is unity among brothers and family is is like the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the oil. And so then we look in verse uh, chapter four of Ephesians. This is verse three. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And so, folks, we got to be in unity. <clears throat> And the reason why this is so significant is because basically what the world is has has taught us to do and discipled us to do in the worldly church and religious church that we have allowed to grow in America is we've allowed the earth, the world, and religion to give us every possible reason we could even think of to be in disunity. And the reason why is because we're powerless when we're not in unity. You know, think about the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel, you had one one language, one people, and they were building a tower that was going to go straight to the heavens. And the Lord looked at this thing and said, hey, guys, we got to do something about this because they're about to get here without us. This is the paraphrased version. <clears throat> and so how did they how did they solve the problem? The Trinity solved our ability to achieve anything together. The Lord solved our ability to achieve anything without him by dis by breaking our unity. And specifically, he broke our unity with our tongues, which is interesting. So he changed everyone's tongue. And then all of a sudden, Bob and Jimmy, who were working on the same brick, weren't speaking the same language anymore, and they didn't know what to do. And we started showing me this um, at the end of July. I thought about the fact that, you know, based on the the basics of language, like Latin birthed all these languages, and there was, uh, there's different languages that were birthed, the birthplace of so many languages after it. We could probably tra trace our lineage all the way back to the moment of Babel when those languages were confused, which is pretty crazy to think about. And so he confused, the Lord confused our languages. And so he brought, he, he, he broke the unity of man because man was trying to achieve what only God could do without God. And so now you fast forward thousands of years and Jesus shows up. And Jesus dies and Jesus is buried and Jesus is resurrected. And then Jesus leaves and Jesus says, if I, if I don't leave, I can't leave with you the Holy Spirit. And I got to leave with you the Holy Spirit because he's going to dwell in you. And then you're going to do greater things than me. And the reason why 
is because all of a sudden, it after thousands of years of disunity, the Lord created unity in the people of God again. Except for he did it in a way to where we could only achieve it with him. And he made us united in the Holy Spirit. And then, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he made a way to where we could be united in tongue again. It was because they were all united in language that they were united. It was when the language was broken, they didn't, he didn't break up their unity with food. He didn't break up their unity with age. He didn't break up their unity with, he broke up their unity with language specifically. And that language barrier was enough to shift mankind in all these different directions. And so now thousands and thousands of years later, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through his son, through our relationship with the son, we can receive the Holy Spirit. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability, if we'll surrender our lips, to be reunited in one language. And this is the thing about the language of the Holy Spirit. The fullness, the fullness of the language of heaven is all sounds and languages on the earth. You know, the Holy Spirit can actually use hijack your lips, speak in a language you've never heard before that's on earth. Let's say he hijacks your lips and you're talking in Chinese. Just because it's Chinese doesn't mean you're actually saying anything in Chinese. Like you could just be using Chinese language for the Holy Spirit to talk to God. And so he uses the fullness of all sounds on earth in all existence. That's the totality of his language with the Father. And so what he's done is after thousands and thousands of years, we're reunited in the Lord. We were united without the Lord. And without him in unity, in one language, we had enough in us to do what we what we only can do now with the Lord. Now we have the Lord. Now we have unity. Now we have one language. And so if we will just literally abandon everything that tears us apart, if we will just abandon everything that comes against our unity, and come together as one bride, bride. The identity is the bride. Jesus is coming for a bride, for one whole bride, one woman. If we will abandon, and I mean abandon everything that comes against our ability to be in unity and, and embrace one language with one another, which is love, actually, there's no end to what we can do in the earth. And that's why the enemy is fighting so hard and has fought so hard for so long and has tricked us into fighting one another for so long is because he knows as soon as the bride becomes one woman, one lover of Jesus in unity, just like at the tower, there's nothing we can't do. There's no one that can stop us. And so I just ask, and I just speak to you, I just speak to you, recklessly abandon the things that tear you apart from other, from other believers. The kingdom has no part in it. The kingdom has no part in disunity. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Abandon the parts of your mind and thought processes and beliefs 
that are causing you to make every effort to keep yourselves separated. Let us come together. It's all about unity. It's all about love. It's all about the power we have as the kingdom, as the bride, not 150,000 individual communities called we call churches. That's not what this is about. It's about the bride becoming one and taking the earth in unity and in one language. Love you guys. Share the videos, follow us, subscribe, share them. I don't even care if you tell everybody you came up with this. Just take it, just share it, get it out there, follow mission identity. The, the, the mission is it's a military advancement. Take the earth for identity, the identity of the bride and sons and daughters. Check us out on social media. Go to missionidentity.org. Check out our website, all that good stuff, whatever. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. And I'm out of here.